You're listening to the One Small Bite podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice, helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. All right, all right. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, David Orozco, with the One Small Bite Podcast, episode number 15. This is your bonus episode, the Friday Food Hack. But first, the show today is brought to you by my private practice, TD Nutrition and Wellness. And by the way, did you know that I am offering a 30-minute virtual nutrition consult for the first 10 people that register for this great program. So if you are interested, please go ahead to my website, onesmallbite.net, or to my private practice, tdwellness.com, and register. And I'll have information on how to do that on my show notes at the end of this episode. All right, so let's get started. Today's show is intermittent fasting. Does it work? So, The other day, I was talking to a friend. This was uh, probably a few years back. I want to say back in 2016, 2014. And uh, recently, at that point, the uh, PBS episode of The Fast Diet came out. And uh, sorry, it was a, a BBC that was put on PBS, I believe, and and it it uh, it took on a, a pretty big following, and and so I watched it, and I thought, oh, that was pretty interesting. But I had a client that came in, and uh, he was interested in losing some weight, and so he had asked me if I'd seen the show, and I was like, oh yeah, actually, I, I did see the show, and he said, well, you know, I was interested in starting the intermittent fasting. And I said, oh, okay. So at that point, I had a little bit of knowledge of the intermittent fasting. I actually bought the host's book, which is called The Fast Diet um, by Dr. Michael Mosley and co-author Mimi Spencer. And so I looked into it and I looked at some of the research and I started working with him on wanting to do the intermittent fasting. And so I said, well, why are you interested in doing the intermittent fasting? Why not any other diet? And he said, well, you know, I've tried several other diets before and just things haven't been working. And so I wanted to give this a try this time around. So I said to him, okay, well, how how many other diets have you tried in the past? And he said, oh, gosh, I don't know, maybe three or four. I tried Atkins, I tried South Beach, and I also tried uh, Paleo. And I said, well, okay, well, what did you like most about any of those diets? And he said, well, you know, I'll tell you what, David, the, the, the thing that most worked for me was um, oftentimes I would just really cut out certain eating at certain times of the day. And so when this intermittent fasting came out, I thought, hey, you know, that's one of the things that I thought would work really well. You know, I've, I've usually cut things out. And I said, oh, okay, okay. So... Um, so actually, when I started talking to him a little bit more, I started realizing, or he started to tell me, 
that he was actually doing the intermittent fasting for a while now. And I said, oh, okay, so you actually been doing this now for a while. This is not just something that you want to start. And he goes, well, yeah, actually, I've been, I've been dabbling with it for, for, for some time. And I said, well, for how long? He said about, oh, I don't know, three or four weeks. And I said, well, have you, have you seen any results? And he said, well, yeah, I started to see some results at first. But, you know, I was a little confused about this and about that. And that's why I, I wanted to seek out some professional advice. And that's why I contacted you. And I said, oh, okay. So it made me think about this episode. And I thought, oh, you know what? Intermittent fasting is something that I still see with a lot of clients in my office. In fact, fast forward to 2020, I don't know, I probably get a handful of people each month that are either doing the intermittent fasting, have done the intermittent fasting, or thinking of doing the intermittent fasting. And of course, especially around January, a lot of people are 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 piquing their interests a little bit more. So it, again, it made me think, all right, well, one of the things that I'd love to do is have my listeners, you guys out there, kind of get an idea of what uh, intermittent fasting is and then kind of, well, does it work or doesn't work? So I wanted to take a little bit of time to uh, talk to you about just that. So let's let's uh, uh, look at um, what the research shows about intermittent fasting. So I, like I mentioned earlier, the intermittent fasting was relatively popularized somewhere around the... Um, 2012 um, uh, Summer Olympics in London, and um, somewhere around that time is when uh, Dr. Mosley's book came out, uh, The Fast Diet, and uh, then that uh, episode aired on TV, and then I think uh, Netflix had it on for a while. In any case, um, fast forward to the future, or right now, and what we are seeing is a lot of people doing intermittent fasting uh, in different ways. Dr. Mosley in his book generally used the intermittent fasting in what's called a 5-2 approach. Well, what does that mean? A 5-2 approach is two days of fasting with five days of eating regularly. And two days of fasting includes fasting at either somewhere in the range of between 500 to 800 calories. So let me slow down here and and just tell you that that is an incredibly low amount of calories for any human being to consume. I do not recommend that amount in any stretch of the imagination at all, at any time, um, with the exception if you're in the hospital or something's going on and you have uh, healthcare professionals that 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 know what they're doing. But in any case... 500 to 800 calories just isn't enough calories to sustain our bodies. But in this case, what he did was two days of fasting, essentially consuming no more than between 500 to 800 calories. And the idea is that women generally are about 600 calories a day and men are about 800 calories a day. Um, So that's one approach to intermittent fasting. Another approach to intermittent fasting is sort of a a variation of that. Some people do a 6-1, they'll do a complete fast with no calorie intake and do six days of regular eating. Some people will do alternate day fastings. That's another approach to intermittent fasting. Well, they will fast either eat very, very low calories, again, somewhere around six to 800 calories a day, for their fasting day, and then the next day they consume as much as they like. Uh, there isn't any restrictions on the types of food. That is definitely very common that I see people actually eating healthier 
And that's actually not part of the intermittent fasting. There isn't any guidelines or uh, restrictions on the type of food that you eat when you're not fasting. And then there are other types of fasts where people will fast um, maybe uh, for three days and they will eat for four. Um, the most popular way of fasting is what's called early time restricted feeding, which means there is an 18 or a 16 hour fast. It generally occurs somewhere at the end of dinner, and dinner is an earlier dinner, somewhere, let's say, between 5 and 7 p.m. That's when they stop eating, and then people that do this um, uh, time-based or early time-restricted feeding, they would generally not have anything to eat until the next day around either 11 or maybe 1 p.m., so somewhere in between there, usually around noon. So people would eat essentially between 12 and 6 or 7 p.m. So within a certain, excuse me, within 6 to 7 hours, they would consume all of the calories that they would normally need an entire day. And so this is what I typically see the most popular is this overnight fast, this extended hour period of fast, or what's also, also known as early time restricted feeding. So that's, that's really the most common way that I see most people doing the intermittent fasting. And so I started looking into this and I started looking at the research. And so the, the research is interesting because there was one uh, article that was published in 2018. It was a blog post that was put out by Dr. Monique Tello, or Teo, uh, from the Harvard Health Publishing or Harvard Medical School. And she came out saying at the very beginning, uh, she summarized with her conclusion. And the conclusion was that intermittent fasting is not any more effective than any other weight loss or diet program out there. And she said, but what's interesting is that there might be some other research out there. So I started looking at her research and she quoted Dr. Mosley's book, The Fast Diet, and she quoted uh, The Obesity Code uh, as well with Dr. Fung. And so some of you might know some of these things. And so again, it got popularized this way. But she also stated that the vast majority of the intermittent fasting research that's out there has been done on rats. I just want to let everybody know that we are not rats. <laughs> um, rats have very similar digestive systems that we do. They have very similar endocrine, and there's a very big similarity. This is similarity to humans. This is the main reason why researchers use rats quite a bit to do studies on drugs and, and, and health for humans because there's a lot of similarities. But what translates from rats doesn't often translate to the uh, research for humans. So that's one very big major uh, problem with the research that's available. I also looked at some other research. One research was actually done on what's called early time restrictive e uh, feeding, which is what I mentioned earlier. It's a study out of Alabama. And what was interesting about this is that they showed that um, it actually worked. But if you start looking at the research, then you start seeing what's going on. First and foremost, it was only done on eight men. That's it. Just eight people. I'm sorry, but that is not population-based. Uh, and then the authors actually stated that. They said that, yeah, that's not population-based. The second one was that uh, they didn't do a good job of uh, looking at the glucose levels of people. Glucose and insulin, as well as cardiovascular outcomes were looked at. Weight was looked at. And 
what they showed that was that the glucose and insulin did improve, but they didn't compare it to the rest of the day. So they didn't know what their glucose levels, these men's glucose levels or insulin levels were later on in the day. So they didn't have that research. Another thing was that uh, the research said that participants um, had a, complained had a hard time adjusting to the intermittent fasting or to the early time restricting. And so what they had these guys do is they essentially had them eat between 7 a.m. and about 3 or 5 p.m. So, okay, folks, let me, <laughs> let me say something, which is very interesting. That's the normal time of eating, right? <laughs> Breakfast at 8, 7 a.m., lunch at noon, and dinner, hey, at 5 o'clock. Wow, that's revolutionary here. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't help but joke on that. But I thought it was really interesting when I read that. I thought, oh, well, okay, that's just normal eating, isn't it? And so what I started seeing was that, yeah, look, this study was also only five weeks long. So then I looked at some more research. There was another research that was done that was a lot longer. They looked at uh, people for actually 12 months. And for six months, they did the intermittent fasting. And then for six months, they did what was a maintenance. Um, Alton, uh, and then they did a good amount of people. They had about 100 uh, participants. It was about 86 women and, and about 14 men. So it wasn't very well balanced. But, you know, what they showed was that it was no or intermittent fasting that they did with, with um, you know, the participants was not any better than the uh, other diets that were available. And then at about a year, there was no uh, significant improvement on weight, on blood sugar levels, on cardiovascular factors such as cholesterol triglycerides, blood pressure. So um, it looked like that was pretty much the same. And so I started looking into other bodies of research that were out there, and it pretty much was meek, meaning that there wasn't much research beyond 8 to 12 months. And so this is also my experience working with a lot of people is that at about a year, actually at about three months, um, we don't see any more benefits of intermittent fasting. So essentially, intermittent fasting is just another way of cutting out calories. Now, if you heard episode two, Chop the Diet Mentality, you heard me then talk about these lessons. So this is one of my takeaways. These are the five takeaways. Intermittent fasting, number one, is just simply put, unsustainable. Yeah, you probably already don't eat breakfast. Well, if you're already eating breakfast and you're dealing with cholesterol issues or blood sugar issues or your weight's not coming down, well then intermittent fasting or fasting early in the morning is probably not going to work for you. Um, another thing too is that it didn't have any realistic outcomes. It didn't have any realistic outcomes because you couldn't sustain this past a few months. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people out there that are probably on intermittent fasting or maybe some variation of that. But I don't see anybody on intermittent fasting indefinitely. And this is one thing that I tell people. If this is not something that you can do indefinitely for the rest of your life, it's nothing more than a diet. And the problem is, is that diets create a vacuum. In other words, they create a situation where the body gets shocked. And the body doesn't like to be shocked for a long period of time. It loves some stress. It loves some shock every once in a while, but it doesn't like to sustain that. That's what we call chronic stress. And so when we have any promise number two of unrealistic outcomes, then it's just a good sign that it's a red flag that it is not going to work well for us. 
Another red flag that you hear in this, or should hear in this, is the um, uh, rapid or the quick weight loss. So you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, I've done intermittent fasting, and I lost a considerable amount of weight, and it was so easy. Um, you know, at first, I had a little bit of hard time adjusting, which again, it goes back to that one study where they showed just that, that it took about 10 to 12 days for many of the guys to adjust to not eating. And by the way, they also mentioned that they had a hard time trying to get the same calorie level within those five to six hour windows. And so that's very challenging because, you know, we live our lives and we go out and we socialize and we have meetings and and people bring in food to the office or to your workplace or you get up late or you do shift work. It's just not that easy to fit it into a blanket approach, right? So um, the rapid approach to weight loss may be uh, seen early on, but actually it's no different than just reducing your calories. Oftentimes, when I see people do intermittent fasting, they're eating healthier. Well, that's a good thing to me. I I think that's a great idea. Yeah, more fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins. Sure, great. But it doesn't mean that you have to give up some of the fun food that you enjoy as well, like pizza or burgers. So I do actually see that most people start eating a little bit healthier, don't eat out as much. So that's great. And and so that's important. Um, So rapid, quick Weight loss, anything, anything is number three. That's the third thing that I would say is common with intermittent fasting is that there's this promise of losing weight fast or improving your numbers, improving your cholesterol, so on and so forth. Not saying that it doesn't work. It just doesn't work indefinitely. Um, The fourth one is that it's rigid. Think about it. It's telling you exactly what you have to do and you have to follow that indefinitely. Well, I'll tell you, anything that is rigid is just not going to be sustainable. And so there is this autonomy that we end up having. It's something that we fiercely hold on to. It's a human characteristic, human personality trait that we hold on. We fiercely fight for that independence, that freedom to do what we want to do. And so when we're told exactly what to do, when we're supposed to do it, sooner rather than later, there is going to be a rebelliousness to it, which if you heard episode number 12 with Evelyn Trivoli and inner, and uh, intuitive eating, we talk exactly about just that and how there is this interceptive awareness that needs to occur. And when you have something rigid, you're not listening to your own physiological, biological needs. And so we try to circumvent those. And when we circumvent those, the body, the brain, it's always going to win because it is a part of us. So trying to trick the system just doesn't work. Anything rigid is just too much. And then here's the other thing too. <laughs> there was a or there are um, celebrity endorsements. Think about what I said a little while ago about the book. You have this doctor who recommends a way of eating because it worked well for him. And so a population is not a person of one. Population is many, many, many people. And so that is a clear indication that when you have this kind of endorsement, the idea is I want to sell a book. I really want to sell a book. I've got to sell a book. And so, um, yeah, so we have these five areas. Again, number one, it's just unsustainable. Number two, you don't have realistic outcomes. Yeah, you might lose some weight. You might improve your blood sugars. You might improve your cholesterol. Um at first, but again, is it sustainable? Probably not. And then there's this rapid, quick anything. 
number three, number four, it's rigid, and number five, it has an endorsement. Boy, it had all, or intermittent fasting has all of these five elements that I talk about in episode two, Chop the Diet Mentality. So I just wanted to bring that up. Now, with that said, I just want to emphasize something that I think is important. I know it sounds like I'm poo-pooing intermittent fasting, but I often work with clients in a positive way. I'm not trying to tell them not to do something. One of the things that I try to tell them is, okay, think about any diet you've done. And if you've done any diet, what is one aspect of that diet that works well for you? Is it eating more fruits and vegetables? Okay, let's go there. Is it smaller portions on a regular basis? Great, then let's do that. Is it cutting out all of that unnecessary snacking that might have? That, again, it's not that you should cut out snacking, but is it necessary? Well, then great, yeah, let's focus on that then, right? Is it maybe not eating out as much and eating more foods from home or meals that you prepare at home? Or is it increasing your activity level? Okay, let's focus on one of these. One small bite at a time. Let's really work this out. So here is my ask for all of my listeners today. Sign up for my free 30-minute virtual consult so you can get a hands-on approach to what's working on. Remember, this is only open for 10 people. The uh, offer ends March 8th. And so this way I can get you started working either with me or one of my dietitians in my office so we can get you more on the right path, see if this is something that works for you, and we'll get you starting on one small thing that will work indefinitely for you. And by work, I don't mean necessarily that you're going to see rapid weight loss or no, you're going to feel better. You're going to like where you are. Maybe what we do is start looking at intuitive eating as an approach that makes you live a fuller life. Okay, so to summarize, one of the things that is very, very important is to build on something that works well. If you are just over snacking, well, maybe that's the area we need to work on. If it's more movement, that's the area we need to work on. So, Let's look at all of the five factors that makes intermittent fasting another diet that just won't sustain us. Number one, it's unsustainable. Number two, unrealistic outcomes. Number three, it's rapid something or other. Number four, it's rigid. And number five, it's endorsed by a celebrity. Ding, 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 ding. That is a big red flag. Okay. Hey, folks, I hope you enjoyed this. I want to remind you once more that this episode is brought to you by my private practice, TD Nutrition and Wellness, and I am offering that 30, uh, excuse me, that 30-minute virtual consult to 10 lucky listeners. I mean, this is great as a deal. I mean, think about it. It's a $150 uh, consult, excuse me, a $75 consult. It's a great deal for no money. That's excellent. So uh, again, remember, offer lasts until March 8th. You go to my website at One Small Bite. Go to these this episode. Click on register here. That'll take you to the registration. Fill out that. Fill that out. All it is is your name your email, and submit. That's it. That's all we're doing with that. And then I am going to pick 10 lucky listeners that will get a random. I will mention uh, when that those 10 uh, members have been reached. So uh, again, you got to pay attention and listen in. 
And I, hey, lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, if you got something out of it, you know, in order to help me get us guys more motivated to getting that health that we need, you know what? Do me a favor, leave me a review because when we when you leave me a review, it gives me the opportunity to get get the message out to more fellas so we can get more people in our community. And uh, listen, um, leave me that review. And if you'd like to know about some area, diet, or food that you would like me to talk about, hey, that's great. That's where you can do it. Leave me that message and I'll be all over it. So, hey, I also want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to allow me to do what I love doing and, and putting this podcast together. This has been a big dream of mine and I really do hope that I'm helping you really chop that diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, folks, until next time, stay tuned because I've got some great Friday food hacks and some awesome, amazing guest speakers. So, or excuse me, (laughs) guest interviews. So uh, pay attention, stay tuned, and thanks again. I'll see you guys in the future.